Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I'm so happy and grateful to have Nicole with us today, who has been empowering entrepreneurs for over 30 years. Her vast experience in business, leadership, and human behavior, along with overcoming adversity in her own life, has unequivocally equipped her to bring out the best in others. Her coaching clients span five continents and range from startup entrepreneurs focused on growing their business to industry leaders looking to use their influence to make a greater impact on the world. She's the founder of Discover the Edge and host of the Leaders of Transformation podcast, reaching listeners in over 140 countries. Nicole, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Jesse. I'm excited to be here. And yeah. when we're talking about hope, I love hope. So yeah, I do too. You yeah. know, I think it's it's such a, a beautiful thing. And and <clears throat> it's interesting too. You and I were talking just a little bit before this about a lot of people's hope seems almost misdirected in a way. And I don't ever want to direct somebody where their hope should go, but we, we hear a lot of people having the conversation, I can't wait till it gets back to normal, or I can't wait till we go back to work, especially you were saying in some of the entrepreneurial spaces you play in. And you offered a really interesting perspective on that, of what if we shifted the conversation a little bit around that? Would you evolve? Would you expand on that for us? Sure. Yeah, I was talking about so many people are saying, I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait to go back to business. And business, what they mean is business the way it was. And the reality is we're never going back to the way business was. Once you, once you let an entire world out of the box, it's hard to get them back in that box again, thankfully, right? Yeah. It's like the rubber band that you stretch and that doesn't ever go back to the same, uh, the same shape as it was before. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because a lot of people were not happy <laughs> with that yeah. old normal. They weren't happy with the way their business was being run. They felt that they were being run by their business. And so now we have this wonderful opportunity where the whole world is effectively for most of the world is on pause. Certainly there are some people that are actually busier than ever that are uh, essential or, or busier than other because they have their family at home with them, which they're not used to having kids running around and running a business, or they might be busier because they're trying to reinvent themselves. And so, uh, but looking at that as an opportunity and having hope for the future rather than uh, regretting and, and, and looking at what they've lost, there's a really, uh, interesting was as soon as you were when you were introducing the show and you said hope it brought me back to a video that i did a couple years ago can i share yeah please absolutely please so i know you like this to be fluid and so forth and that just came up and i was like oh wow i remember doing a video on hope and it was just after my dad passed away now my dad uh was larger than life and just this gregarious guy and everybody loved him and um, he, he just, one morning I get this call from my mother and she, it's early morning and they're three hours ahead of me. And she says, your father just passed away. Now I just had spoken to him and he was fine. He literally was up and around and the day before working the day before. And in a, in a moment he was gone. She found him in the, the bathroom and my whole world like it was like in that moment, everything changed. And 
we i've i've owned businesses my own businesses for over 30 years i also had the opportunity through my parents to get involved in helping their business we then later i partnered with them in that business so it's it's a non-traditional relationship with, that i have with my parents that they're not just my parents that they were my friends they were my business partners we had all these hopes and we had all these dreams of what was going to be and then we built this business and this business you know that we built together was massively successful and then fell apart through a series of events and we were left with you know nothing and and having to restart and so one of the things that was a common theme was that um you know there was this dream especially that my parents had and that we had dreams together they were interwoven together as to what what we could do together so my mother had this dream of rebuilding that business for us to build it rebuild it together um, my dad and i eventually were kind of like yeah we're not we don't really want to do that we want to do some other things but we had dreams around travel i had dreams that i was i was going to take my parents certain places and travel when my dad passed away all of that changed because maybe my mother and I could have gone together, but it wouldn't have been the same. Mm. Right. So a few weeks after here, I'm processing all this. My parents were married for 49 years. My mother was in shock. Everybody with the whole family, my brother, we have a small family, but my brother was in shock. Um, my dad's brother, my uncle was in shock. And, um, and it was a few weeks in and I was just like wondering, I'm such a motivated person, you know, I'm driven, all this. I just really felt uninspired and I felt empty. And I realized, and it's on my Facebook, um, my cover, it says, faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. And I did this and I just felt inspired to do this video because it all of a sudden it dawned on me. I had faith, right? I had love. I knew I was loved. But what I had lost was hope. And there's a scripture in the Bible that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so I felt like I just lost this hope. All those family dreams had died. And what was I left with? And so I had to grieve those lost dreams, those dreams that I, my mother and I could have you know, done ourselves, but it wouldn't have been the same. That dream was no longer possible for it to be fulfilled in the exact same way that I had envisioned it so many times. And so I, I had to grieve that. And then I got to, right. And it's really, it is an opportunity to grieve that, to process that. And then to be able to look and say, what is left? What can I look forward to? What is possible going forward? And, um, and I, when I shared that video, it, it was just like so many people responded and said, Oh my goodness that's what i've been missing too i've been missing the hope the possibility the faith for what is to come but literally how does it like what does it look like creating new dreams new possibilities two years later yes and two less than two years later my mother passed away suddenly and so here i'm going through the whole thing again in that process i was also i had been separated my husband had left and then he came back and then uh, just after my mother passed, um, he left again and for good and divorced me and, and I 
anyway, so I found it was weird because I found out later. So I had this moment where it was just like, wait a second, I just lost my dad to just less than two years ago. Now I've lost my mother, who's like the closest person in the world to me. She was my confidant. We've been so much highs and lows together in our life, in my lifetime. And now I've lost my husband. And I actually found out I was divorced after the fact, which is weird. Anyways, the whole story in itself. And so I'm like, we're already divorced. What do you, how did that happen? And we're, you know, like we're living together. We're, we're, we're in it together and I'm weird. Right. Yeah. So you, so literally again, I was in that moment. It was like two years later. I'm in that same moment of all of these dreams have just been, you know, washed away of what my life was like, what I was, the plans that we had. And in that moment, again, it came, it comes back to this hope. What's the hope? Where's the hope for the future? Am I going to look back? I hope it goes back to the way it was. Well, that's just not possible. So when I release that, when I let go of that, because when I was holding on to it and I had that attachment, I became very unhappy, very unsatisfied, and I lacked the hope. When I released that, I grieved it, and then I released it, and I started to look at, well, what is possible? Everything changed, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I needed a little bit of a rest, I have to tell you. I did take some personal time to process through that. It took a moment, right? I had some people that, this is the other contrast, is that some overachievers and you know the superstars, drivers, are like, yeah, yeah, you keep at it, keep at it, keep going, stay in it. I'm like, I need a moment. Mm-hmm. Like I might need a few <laughs> moments yeah. to process through this, and then I'll be ready to, you know, to get back in in the the battle, if you will. I'll get back out in the game again, you know. And so, but there is this there's this process that we uh, get to go through. I went through it, and right now the whole world is going through that process. And so we, we can, we can learn so much from that and saying, wow, let's just let go of the past. What if we were to create how exciting it is to create a whole new possibility for a future? One of the things that was a blessing out of losing my father, my mother, all those dreams, my husband, right. And I moved out shortly after there. So my home is that one of the beautiful things I had learned, I learned, I, I got, um, you know, I, of course, resilience and emotional capacity and all those things were developed through this whole journey. Um, but one of the things that was so beautiful that came out of it was freedom, hmm. the freedom to create a new, you know, one of the things that I believe that uh, God is saying to us is I'm, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not see it? Right. And so there's this freedom to create. I had no, there was, there was, no um, responsibility to the past, you know, there was no responsibility to what my parents wanted or what they were hoping that we could do together in that business. It was, it was, and there was no attachment even to my husband and where he was at and what he wanted. It was literally, it was like, I can do it any way I want, you know, I can create it any way I like. So then the question is, what do I want to create? And that's what you're talking, you know, you're about, lifestyle, creating that lifestyle that you, you desire to have. Now you can do it within a family. I don't, I'm not saying that everybody has to kind of leave their family and do all that to get to that point. But this is where we're at right now is it's, it's really the pause. As one of my mentors and coaches once said, there is power in the pause. Hmm. There's power in the pause. Nicole, I, that was incredible. I, 
you know, what you, when you shared your telling of your dad, I related that so much from having the conversation just earlier, literally 20, less than 24 hours before to early morning phone call from my mom to the finding him in the bathroom. And I remember so much going through that space too, where it was just, you felt like there was no hope. I had just lost a friend a few months before that to suicide too. And there's these just two right after the other. So I, 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 I can relate so much to that point of just sitting there going, wait, what, how, how, how is this? This doesn't compute, you know? And I think that that's such a beautifully spoken to the narrative for a lot of us right now. It doesn't compute. We were living in a world two months ago where jobs were secure. Economy was going up. You know, Apple was going to release the new iPhone. A full slate of Marvel movies was coming out of the theater and there was toilet paper on shelves. And now we're in this whole other place where that's not the same anymore. Things are much different. And I love that what I'm hearing you encourage people is not look back, but look ahead, not have hope for what was, but have hope for what can become. Yes. Right? Yeah. And acknowledge the past. And you do, and it's important to acknowledge the past and have gratitude for it. You know, I spent some time when I took some personal time to acknowledge all of the blessings that came out of the life that I have with the, the, the opportunities that I had with my parents. I had done that before, but I just really grounded in that, you know, because there wasn't a continuum that was going to continue on. It was like it, it finished, a chapter had finished. So I went back and Sort of process and digest to that and appreciated it even you know with my husband right now ex-husband you know it's like looking at all the the times that you know we had together the the beautiful times the what i learned from the whole roller coaster ride because you know it it was yeah. a little longer than, than that to get to that point and so all of those things i can appreciate we can build on those lessons we can build on those um I, I just released an interview with someone who, who wrote a book called Bobby Herrera. He wrote a book called the gift of struggle. And he, and it's, it's really, he talks about the struggle and how we learn so much through it and that it can become, they can become all the lessons. Cause there's always many, these stepping stones for going forward. You know, everything that I've been through in my life has brought me to today mm. and prepared me for what is to come. And there are going to be more things that are going to come along more lessons and so forth. But that's, we're in this point right now, if we were to take a moment to look back, not in hopes of returning there, but in gratitude and saying, thank you for all of the lessons. Thank you for preparing me for this moment so that I can have hope for the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's really the concept of life isn't happening to us, but for us. Yes. And it's allowing ourselves to play in the space, right? Of just what if, what if all the stuff that's happened, good, bad, right, wrong, all that's happened to bring you to this very moment right now. And this very moment right now, you know, I, I often look at, at loss or completion. I loved how you said there was a completion as a set of Legos, where, you know, when you're a kid or kids will spend time and they'll build up Legos and they're so meticulous about it and they build it up. And I remember when I was a kid, when I'd build something cool, I didn't want to break it. And so I, I would 
sit there and monopolize it over in one space, not let it go. But the thing was, is if I held on to that because I was so afraid of tearing it down or breaking it, what it inhibited me from doing was creating something better, something new. And if we embrace this idea of life, the end of one chapter is a set of Legos, where when the Legos fall apart, when they, they come crashing down, that old thing that was super cool, it doesn't mean that that's gone. It means that you can pick up the pieces and construct something new, something greater, you know, whatever that next chapter will be for you. I love that. Right? Oh, I, what a great analogy. You talk about the pieces because I used to get lots of Lego growing up. Love that. And then I would build this thing and be like, this is so cool. But I just had this picture as you said that Jesse, that, you know, those pieces that you, you, that we used to create that house, let's say, are the same pieces that if we hold it there, we don't have those pieces. If we let those pieces all fall apart, then we get to use those same pieces to create something completely new. Yes. So good. So playing in that space, I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of leaders. And I told you before, one of my intentions I hold for this, these conversations is that the person who needs to see and hear this is watching and listening at this very moment. Because our conversations evolved this way, this thought just came up that I have the belief that there's leaders, people watching this right now, maybe they're entrepreneurs, maybe they're thinking about becoming entrepreneurs. I think we have more people probably considering some sort of entrepreneurial endeavor right now than ever before because they realize how things were is not going to fly going forward. But the thing is, is that they are held up with some of their pieces are locked in on, you know, Legoland over here and they're not freeing them up. What, where, where are you seeing people getting blocks right now in the business space and entrepreneurial space? Where are they getting stuck? Where is the, where is it that they need to be freeing space up for so they can start to really embrace this creative process that we've been talking about? Yes. And sorry for the noise. My cat uh, hangs out with me. And so he just woke up and. Oh, that's totally fine. If he wants, if he wants to jump on here too, he's invited. Oh, he's totally, yeah, he's (laughs) all about it. So the invisible mascot of the leaders of transformation is who he is. If if they don't see him on there, they know, you know, he's somewhere, but um, yeah, to answer to your question, one of the things that, that I see entrepreneurs getting stuck with, and, and that are, is becoming a block for them is like we talked about is looking to the, to, to the past and wanting to create, recreate that. The other thing is it's the words we use, right? The, the thoughts that we have, but it's also what we articulate, you know, our words have creative power, right? Our words create our world ultimately and our reality, right? Our reality of what's going on. And so I hear people say, I can't, See, I'm at home. I can't do anything. I'm not allowed to be, I can't do business. I'm not allowed to do business. I'm supposed to be in shutdown. And in the process of saying, I can't, what they tell their brain, which is like a, is like a problem solver, right? Subconscious mind is a problem solver, goes to work to support us and help us with whatever it is we're trying to figure out. We forget somebody's name. What is their name? What is their name? Three o'clock in the morning, their name pops out. Mm. What was that? That was our subconscious mind working overtime. And then when the space was created in that rest time, the name pops out. So when we say I can't, we're shutting that 
possibility down. And then our subconscious mind is going, oh, oh okay, sure. So I'm going to give you all of the validated, you know, I'm going to give you all the data, all the proof to prove that I can't is true. <laughs> and we miss out on the possibilities. And so it's turning the I can't into the what can I do? It's turning the I don't know how into the what do I know how to do? What is possible? What, what are people looking for, right? So that's that shift in the questions, the statements we make and the questions we ask, right? Here, let's go just get him in here because he's wanting to get in here. This Hi. is Chess. Hey, buddy. Hi. He's like, my goal is to be petted. That's what my goal yeah, is right yeah. now. What I want for the future and right now is. <laughs> yes. And that remains consistent. Past, present, and future right here is consistent. Cuddles. Um, so to change the question, change the statements, change, the, our, change our words, and change the questions we ask ourselves, rather than thinking about what's wrong about Think about what's great about this. Uh, when we think about as a, as a business owner and saying, what are people looking for right now? What can I provide that people most need and want right now? Or how can I reinvent my business and do it online? How can I? That's the how can I question. And that breaks that block up and creates new possibility. Um, another thing is uh, obviously there's fear right? And this all comes stems from fear. Ultimately, we're either coming from a place of love or fear at any given moment. And so when we're coming from a place of fear, that's where scarcity, that's where I can't, that we're, that's where the past, I heard it um, recently, somebody said, fear looks back, right? Faith looks forward. And I love that. Love that. Yeah. Hope looks forward, right? So when we, when we have fear and we're afraid of, and we listen to the news and, you know, we listen to all the, even the conspiracy theories and all the craziness going on. It's like, Oh man, we are up to it. Like, you know, <laughs> we're going to drown. <laughs> we're going to die. Yeah. Right. And so that whole mindset is so limiting. I'm not saying because I'm very educated on what's going on. What are the factors um, I, I, I stay up on that and I listen to people that are intelligent, that aren't just emoting, right. But that are intelligently looking at what is, and then I shut that off and then I go, okay, thank you. I got, I got the picture. Got it. All right. That's enough. I don't need to spend all day on CNN or whichever this news station yeah. is, um, because I'm going to shut off and get productive and, um, and so that I think is holding people back is they're getting stuck watching the news. They're getting stuck on social media. They're hearing the negative. They're hearing what's the problems, the, the, the numbers or they're, they're now it's about the economic situation and how that's going to impact them. And so they're standing in fear and they're standing in scarcity. And so um, the, the antidote to that is love bottom line. It's right. It's gratitude. It's appreciation. It's the faith in knowing that, you know what, this too shall pass. I have, I love what somebody said. I have managed through and successfully made it through a hundred percent of my bad days up until this point. Yep. So my track record is really good <laughs> to be able to survive and manage through this. Now, whether I thrive, of course, that's a different 
right? That's, that's my choice. I get to choose whether or not I simply want to survive or do I want to thrive? But I love what they said there. I, ma I managed through hundred percent of my bad days. Wow. Yeah. You think about professional baseball, you're a, you're an all-star. If you bat 300 or 30%, you're making contact 30% of the time. So you're like a superstar all-star when you're at hundred percent like that, you know, with your cat yeah. there, with your cat joining us now, it, it made me pause to think <laughs> and say like, taking exactly what you you just have said and applying it to cat logic because cats are so incredible in that they have a goal they have an outcome in mind and they're not going to take no for an answer and they trust in that if they're persistent if they're willing to put themselves out there they're willing to get rejected they're willing to persist that they will eventually win and get the outcome they want and you know as is evidence right now by that little guy and it just you know it's it, it's something to be said that what if right now, because I love the questions you're saying, turning these, these phrases of I can't, I don't, I'm not able to, into questions that we can ask ourselves, but what if we were cat-like in that? Meaning our focus became so narrow that the only thing that we were willing to do, we were unwilling to compromise on, was to turn our dialogue into questions. Because I think, and I, you'll probably agree with this, I find, Nicole, that people are, and this runs up the ladder from the person who is you know, making minimum wage, doing whatever, barely hanging on to the person who's the CEO of one of the most powerful companies in the world. I have found consistently that one thing that is unanimous across every single human being is that they are capable of so much more than they give themselves credit for, but they stop themselves in their own dialogue. They're not cat-like yes. in it, right? They're not cat-committed. Maybe we could coin that phrase out as cat-committed. <laughs> you you and I were talking beforehand that there is a, a superpower almost, you know, I'm, I'm using that word that many people should probably be deploying right now that they're not. And it was one that was, I was a little bit surprised to hear, but I think it'd be a really incredible level of conversation around this is around generosity. Mm -hmm. This is a time right now for us to be more generous. And I thought it was really fascinating. You said that because so many people are in fear. So many people are uncertain. So many people are wanting to go back to normal and to be generous. And a lot of times it's easy to be generous in good times. And even then I shouldn't say it's easy because it's hard. I think for some of us to be generous, even in good times, but to be generous in uncertain times, you have to take pause and it's courage. Could you expand on that a little bit, please? Sure. First of all, with regards to the whole cat thing, you know, it's funny as you were saying that I was thinking, you know, it's hard for me to push away and to ignore and to reject consistently love. Hmm. He comes from a place of pure love. Now, if he was nasty and round, you know, I'd be like, get away, get away. Yeah. I'd be looking for ways to push him away. Right. Yeah. But because he comes from this pure love and he's just like, I just want cuddles. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say no to that. Okay. It's hard to say no to love. So just something to, to think about. And then we talk about generosity. Yeah. It ties right into this topic of generosity because the more generous we are, the more we, and not because we do it for that reason. I mean, you can be generous and say, Hey, let me help people. And because I want notoriety or I want to tell people on Facebook, see, I helped this person out. That's not being generous. That's being strategic. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, or, uh, yeah, anyway, so the, the point is, is that, and that's, I'm not judging that. I'm just saying is it's not going to get you the same kind of results. 
is when you just, it's like a, when you have a heart for generosity, when you want to be generous and you want to reach out and you want, you do it out of, and I come back to a scripture in the Bible that talks about being a cheerful giver, not an obligatory giver, not a, not a resistant giver and not an opportunistic giver, if you will. It is really about being a generous, a cheerful giver. And when you give, and I think right now we have this tremendous opportunity to be generous because people are in need and we're all in this together, even though we're all experiencing it differently, we're all in this together. And so there are, and there are a lot of needs right now. So the opportunity to be generous now, generous, I, I'm leading a mastermind right now. And we're talking about generosity and, and this is something I'm going to be rolling out publicly, but this is with a private group of people that, um, that I selected for this first one. And it's, it's all around making generosity mainstream and how, what does it mean to create a generosity culture? And so there are different areas. So we can be generous. Most people think of being generous to others and they're familiar with that, but it's also about being generous to yourself. How are you being generous to you? during this season? How are you being generous to others during this season? And how are you being generous to the community, the people that you don't know, right? Not your immediate family and your friends and the people that you're aware of that have challenges, but what about the community even beyond that? How are you being generous to the community? What are you doing that is, is, could even be deemed as being generous? Like staying home and being safe and not spreading germs as an example is, is actually, and and foregoing going to the beach because I really like the beach and I love, you know, and I want to go to the beach, but foregoing that out of respect, I actually am not afraid of, of contracting the, the virus, but I keep my distance and I stay away from those places and I do those things and I wear a mask and out of respect for others, mm. not because I'm so terrified that I'm going to get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, so that's something to think about. It's like saying, wow, so how am I being generous to myself? How am I being generous to others? How am I, and others is also like, am I being generous to my clients? How am I being generous to uh, my employees? If people have employees, even your vendors, we're seeing that a lot. People are paying for services, prepaying for services because they know that the businesses need the cash flow and then they'll just collect later when the business reopens, whether it be a restaurant and buying gift certificates, gift cards for restaurants, right? And then later on they, and giving them out to friends, but also even for themselves, it's like, great, we'll, we'll cash in on that later, mm -hmm. but right now let's give you some cash flow to work with, you know, or paying for uh, the haircut that you're needing, you know, the, <laughs> like pretty much your hair looks great. I don't know. You probably use a, a cutter, but you know, for the women out there, you know, go with your, your, your hairstylist prepay, and then you can collect on the service later, but that gives them the cash flow. So there's lots of really great ways. And I think one of the other things is, and I just shared with this this morning with the, the mastermind group that, that I'm, that I'm leading, as I was saying is, um, I gave them three ways. How do you measure? How do you measure generosity? Well, I'm pretty generous. Look, people like, I'm pretty generous. And I thought about it in three ways. So the first way is heart space. You'll know how generous and you can measure your generosity based on your heart space. You know, zero is like, I'm really shut down. 10, it's like fully open. Relation, uh, what, what is my, so there's heart space, relationship to my capacity. So am I being generous? 
in the way of like, am I, am I at zero, just giving a tiny bit? Like I have a great amount of wealth or I have a great amount of, you know, resource that I can give influence, uh, expertise and whatever. And I'm just stingy and I'm giving a little bit of away, or am I giving it a 10? I'm giving it optimally away. Now with this one, I actually think that there is something called overgiving, right? Yeah. Which is, yeah. which then it depletes you, right? So it's, it's, how many times have we seen that, right? Where people are just give, 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 and then they burn themselves out and they deplete their own account, emotional account, and, you know, and so forth, and or even bank account. And so, um, so then of course, looking at what drives that. Uh, but then the third area is relationship to what people need and want. Are zero, are you giving what you feel that you want to give, right? What you think they might need and just making an assumption around that. My dad, I love my dad. My dad used to, you know, do things for me. He's like, I did this thing for you. I'm like, great. Well, I didn't really need you to do that. You know, I didn't need you to go into my car and reset all my settings. Thank you. So I appreciate you doing that because it's, you know, because I want to hear jazz when I get in my car. <laughs> I'm just using that as an example, right? But that's like him doing what he thought was going to be really super awesome and, and my everything's reset versus 10, which is giving people what they actually need and desire and what they've expressed a need and desire around or what you can, what you discern as something that they might need and want that they don't even need, they don't even know they need, you know, but it's really more about being other centered as opposed to me centered. So these are just some ways that maybe for your listener, somebody out there it might, it just may help them to determine how generous am I actually being if I were to honestly look at myself. And, um, and that's not to judge, that's to identify where the opportunity is. Where can I improve? Where can I increase my uh, generosity? I believe that leaders are generous. I believe the people that are successful in life are generous. And people that get, become successful that are stingy, you know, it's like Scrooge after yeah. at some point they realize how empty and meaningless their success is. And, uh, and there's also coming back to, as I said, that being attracted to love is that the more generous you are, the irony is when you do it out of like from a pure heart, the irony is that people actually are more drawn to you and mm -hmm. they want to be more generous back to you. And so there's a, there's a saying, you know, you can't outgive God, right? You, you, if you're going to be generous to others and you're going to do it with a pure heart, it's going to come back to you and it's going to come back to you 30, 60, 100 fold. Nicole, we just have about a minute left and this has been absolutely incredible. And I have so much more I want to ask and in the interest and respect of time, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share in just the last few seconds and I might, uh oh, might have to sneeze. Oh, it passed. Okay. I'm wondering if you might be willing to share in just these last few seconds. I love the notion of, of doing things with love, you know, starting with love, aiming with love, giving generously. How are you going to lead from love, show up from love today? What is something, it's, it's about almost 2 p.m. California time right now at the time of this recording. I know you've had a super busy day already. Going into the second half of your day, what is what is showing up from love look like for you? Just to give people an example of that. Yeah, that's great. Well, one of the things that I love to do and that I do often, so it's not just this afternoon, is uh, being there for people as a coach. Um, you know, there are people that hire me to work with them. 
and uh, that's great. And they pay me for that. Um, they always get more than they paid for, right? Uh, but there's also a, important conversations that I've had with people that are just to be there, just to support mm -hmm. them. And so I've got messages in my inbox uh, from people that are just looking for that uh, listening ear that may need some solutions. And so I'm going to be responding to them and, uh, and just be being able to offer some support and advice and not charging them for it. Just literally, how can I be there for you? And so I do that uh, coming from that place of love that I really do want to see people thriving. Um, and that's just one of the ways that I do that. That's how I use my expertise. That's where I use my influence. Um, and, and I say influence, meaning like I also have connections and network and a network of people that if somebody needs a resource, I can say, Hey, you know, how can I help? Another thing that um, we're going to be talking about today, we won't execute necessarily today based on, you know, schedules, but uh, one of the things that I was just talking to someone earlier from my mastermind who lives locally is we're going to be adopting a business locally here. One of the ladies on the call actually uh, kind of stepped into that at, by accident and um, just amazing. She's had this extraordinary experience over these last 60 days or so. Um, and she's helping a business that has been, that, that is struggling and been able to hire people and help them turn around their business. And so we're actually going to be doing that. We're going to adopt the business locally here that is struggling and that we can help and to help them turn it around and be able to navigate through this, uh, this, you know, COVID situation. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's incredible. Everyone. I want to go, you're going to want to rewatch, take notes and listen. One of the things that I think is so incredible about this is this conversation was such a beautiful surprise in the sense of a lot of times when we get together and we start talking about business and entrepreneurship, the old way of conversing would have been talking about how are we going to generate this? How are we going to do this? What do we need to execute on? What are the you know, actions we need to take? How are we going to crush, grind, all those types of things? And, and it's not to say that that stuff's not important, but I'd love and I hope hold hope in my heart that this can be the evolution of the entrepreneurial conversation and the business conversation that we start to show up and we start to consider how can we put more hope out into the lives and the possibilities for our customers? How can we generate within our teams? How can we lead with love? My goodness, what a beautiful way to consider. And I love the examples Nicole said of like being generous. You know, what if, what if every company that that became part of their core values is to be generous, to give more, and notice that she said, too, it wasn't about giving didn't mean that we're writing checks, we're doing all these types of things. The things she touched on were the things that probably even mean more. Giving of time, giving of energy, giving of presence, giving love, you know, checking in on people, taking the time to respond to DMs, to emails, not with an expectation of anything in return, but only out of the pureness of our heart just to give. Something that we can all do. All of us are online now. All of us are watching and have our, the world literally at our fingertips. There's an extraordinary opportunity for us to give. And, you know, last but not least, I love that she acknowledged her cat and that her cat approaches with just the pure intention of love. And it's hard to refuse consistency when it comes from love. Think about that and carry that message out with you today, because I'm willing to bet there's probably something that you want. There's an opportunity out there for you right now. And you may have been hesitant to reach out for it. You may not have been consistent with it. But just what if you were willing to be more cat-like today? What if you were willing to keep reaching out consistently from a place of love 
you know, popping up in somebody's DM, emailing, whatever that takes, whatever that looks like for you. And just knowing that it is damn near impossible to refuse consistency when it comes from a place of love. Nicole, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your energy, being so generous with your wisdom and your gifts. This has been an absolute blessing for us all today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jesse. I really, really enjoyed it. I would say it's definitely one of my favorite episodes that, or interviews that I've had with someone just having, you're talking my language. This is the kind of conversation I love having. So thank you for, for having me. And thank you to Heather Campbell for making the yeah. introduction. I love Heather. She's amazing. She's actually part of that mastermind. And, uh, and she's just, she's just amazing. You're talking she's about generous. Yeah. She, yeah, she yeah. lives, she lives this. Sometimes being generous is actually making connections for people yeah. um, that you can make. And just a little quick side note on that. People sometimes wonder why I give so many referrals and it's like, because I can, you know, I don't need to make a buck on the back end on it. It's not about that. It's about, I know two people that can have a great conversation and, um, and be a blessing to them. And, and so, and it truly has. So I want to thank Heather for that. Because uh, yeah. otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So. Yeah, I, Heather, yeah, Heather should get lots of things. And she's such a beautiful example of giving generously. I, I have my inbox is filled with probably five or six people, you being one of them, that I would have never met otherwise had it not been for her generously connecting. And again, example of just, you know, leading from love and being generous. So yeah, Heather, big thanks if you're watching. Awesome. All right, everyone. We will see you next time on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to